fraudulent team. Agreed. Sorry, Celtics fans. Porter can't find anybody. He gives it to Wall. Working against Bradley for three. John Wall! What a shot! Now you talk about a pressure shot. I ain't going home. Don't come to my city wearing all black, talking about it's a funeral. We work too hard for this. I mean, we had our best on the ball defender on, you know, um, their all-star. So we're going to guard it as hard as we can. We're going to shake his hand and move on. Game seven Monday. Okay, so in the open, we were uh, pretty much focused pretty much all on the negatives in Game 6. Yeah, we were really With regards negative. to the Celtics and the Wizards. Yeah. In this segment, let's talk about what went right. What were some of the positive takeaways from last night? They didn't get blown out. <laughs> That's one. I like that. That's a good, That's one. A good one. Mark, do you have any? Yeah, Avery Bradley consistently you know, putting up shots and all having right. confidence. That's another. Yeah, see, we need to boost some of the positivity in this room right now because we came in pretty depressed at the outcome of last night's game. I'm still shocked. As well yeah. as we should. They had it. Yeah, it was yeah. right there. <laughs> Five-point lead with a minute and a half to go, and they blew it. It was theirs. It was theirs for the taking, and they lost it. Now I know how the Spurs no! must. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> now I know how the Spurs must have felt when uh, Derek Fisher hit that point four second shot. Yeah. Although this one, they had a minute and a half, but still, it's like you have it, and then boom, it's gone. It's very sad. Yeah. I'm still very sad. Is that it for the positives? That's it. Just those I two can't things? really think of yeah. any more positives. <laughs> I mean, the only much. the only thing that I can say for them is, hey, you didn't get blown out down in Washington. But you're not going to play another game down there. So you can't even really take that as a positive. It's not like it matters yeah. with regards to the rest of the series. In fact, you know, if they had gotten blown out down there, maybe Washington's uh, feeling a little overconfident, you know, a little loose coming into Game 7 at the Garden. Now I think it, that's the kind of win that builds confidence for a team. And especially for the individual who hit that shot. Mm -hmm. John Wall can beat you by himself. Yep. He proved it last night. So if it's a close game in Game 7, and it comes down to who's going to be the guy on either team that makes that big shot at the end of the game. Watch out. Who do you have more confidence in? Wall or Beal. Wall, Beal, or IT and Horford, or Bradley. Well, here's the Who thing. do you have more confidence in? Well, the in? answer is John Wall, but you can't write off IT at home in a big game. Now, I know last time you write him off, but... You said it. It's John Wall. Because that's, John Wall that's is the, the guy one... that can beat you all by himself. Right. John Wall is the guy that I feel could legitimately, maybe in the next couple of years, be an MVP candidate. I mean, I don't think anyone really expected Isaiah Thomas to be in the MVP conversation. He overachieved this year. Do I expect him to finish top three in MVP voting again? Because that's what's going to happen. He's going to finish third in yeah. voting. Yeah. Do he I will. expect that to happen again next year? Hell no. Do I mean? Do I expect John Wall to be in the MVP in the MVP cons, uh, discussion going forward as he matures throughout his career? He's still a young player. Yeah, I expect that to happen for so, many yeah, years. For many years. So yeah. yeah, to answer your question, Dave. Yeah, of course it's John Wall, and he's the prototype point guard that you want. You know, he has the the vision to find the open guy. He's got like the Rondo vision. His handles are kind of Kyrie Irving esque. Yeah, you know what impresses me the most about that guy? That speed. Oh. Oh, my God. He can go coast to coast in three yeah. seconds. Like lightning out there. It's ridiculous and he can how kind of be, fast he, can he is be with the ball jogging in his hands. up the 
floor with the ball, and right. then it's just like a burst. Boom! Of Acceler- speed. Acceleration yeah. is ridiculous with this guy. It's unbelievable. When he's, he had, I think, when he was one of nine in the first half. The one was he came all the way down the court at Jay Crowder. It must have been running like twenty-two miles an hour right at Jay Crowder. Crowder just got out of the way. He, uh, I, you're not going to step in front of that freight train. I think he's the fastest guy in the league uh, when dribbling. You know, you know what's crazy though is he doesn't have just a one speed, and I think that's what makes you an even better player is because you can tap into that gear. But he also has an off speed where he can, you know, move around the pick and roll and find his way through the paint just by his, you know, slicing and dicing moves, you know, spin move around the the defender. Slight hesitation leads to a defender stopping up a little bit and then boom, hit the accelerator and you're off. Dave, that spin move that he had? Insane. Actually, the spin moves that he had in in game five, game four, game three, he's been doing it all. Like the spin move, he loves that spin move. Yeah. Oh, and if, and if he's too. finishing, uh, forget it. He's the most dangerous yeah. guy on the court. Yeah. As soon as he got the ball on the inbounds uh, at the very end of the game with that seven point seven seconds left, I knew in my gut there's a pretty good chance. Even with Avery Bradley, the Celtics' best perimeter defender, on him, a pretty good chance he nails this shot. I guess there is a way that you can take a positive out of how that game ended, and that is that Scott Brooks doesn't know how to coach. No. I'm sorry. I've always felt he's overrated. I'm sorry, but you're not going to go for the easy bucket there? Mm-mm. No? You're going you're gonna to put it in John Wall's hands, which is fine. Which is fine. Shoot a three, which But is it goes to good. show you that this guy is a typical NBA head coach with a superstar on his roster. Yeah. Just give it to that guy. Yeah, there's no coaching involved it's, it's, there. Yeah, it's not just that, though. Like Going back to what you originally said is taking a three there. You didn't have to take the three. And no, they, but weren't, that was they weren't hitting their threes yeah. right. all game I mean, when you, have, when you have two or three seconds and you're inbounding from there, fine, I understand. When you have seven, you can actually come up with a legitimate play right. to tie the game. Go to for go the for the, for the high percentage shot. But Ashish, when, when you, like, especially when your season's on the line. Dave yeah. hit the nail on the head because I agree. I, I feel like when you have like a, a, a caliber player like a John Wall, he makes his own decisions. Yeah, exactly. So he can literally go to the hoop if he wanted to, but at the same time, he's, he's in the home arena. You know, he wants to win that game six. He wants the crowd on his back. He wants to stand up on that score table, which he did last so, night. So um, I give Scott Brooks no yeah, credit no for the credit. win. Oh, no. And, there was an interview with him uh, between the third and fourth quarter, a fourth quarter in which he did not start John Wall again, which worked to his, uh, which worked yep. for him. I know exactly uh, what you're talking about. Uh, again, a negative for the Celtics. He's on the bench to start the fourth. Mm-hmm. You've got to bury them right then and there. Because it, it was, what, a tie game going it, into the fourth? It was a tie game, and Bradley Beal, that's when Bradley, Bradley Beal started going off right, in that game. Right, right. So if you're the Celtics and you got John Wall on the bench and to start the fourth quarter, that's where you've got to bury him. Right. And uh, like I said, Scott Brooks deserves no credit for this win. In an interview with, uh, I think it was Doris Burke, who's Le- down Lisa, there, Lisa, Lisa Salter, who, whoever the it is yeah. for ESPN. Yeah. Uh, She's down there talking to Scott Brooks and says, you know, your team's not hitting the three. Are you telling them to keep taking those shots? And he literally said something to the effect of, uh, well, I'm not telling them to take them. I'm just telling them to make them. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I'm not ta- you, you don't think about taking them. 
Uh, just think just, about making them. You just got to take them. And, and, and you just got to take them. He yeah. literally uh, went back and forth like that. He's yeah. tripping all over himself in that interview. You hear Brad Stevens talk in between quarters, and it's basketball IQ yeah. up the ass. And this guy's talking, just, uh, you know, I'm not telling him take them. I'm telling him make them. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's brilliant. What a strategy <laughs> you've come up with there. Yeah, that's, that's the NBA <laughs> motto. Jeez, basketball savant over here. Don't take them, make them. <laughs> yeah, good coaching, Scott Brooks. You know what? John Wall, though, I got to say, because you know he made his own choice there. I'm going to hit this three. Definitely. Down two? Yep. Screw you guys. I- I'm not letting you determine my fate in overtime. I'll We're either going to win or lose takes, on this shot. And yep. that takes balls of oh. steel to do that. When you know that a two will tie it. But screw that. I'm going for the win here. Yep, <laughs> Go, right for the jugular. Oh. Like That's yep. amazing. And to hit it, I, this guy's, uh, I-, I think, proved with that one shot... He's one of the superstars in this league. I was gonna say, I was gonna say that's a superstar move, right? I, I think it's Russell. He's Russell Westbrook in the East. Well, it's at least the first instance of him stepping up to that sort of level of clutchness, right? Because that's got to be the biggest shot in his career so far, easily. Well, not only that, I, I felt like this is like the first step of his, you know, actual career because he had a, a torn ACL um, last year. He, you know, the Wizards weren't that good a couple of years ago, so that they weren't to that point where they're a playoff contending team. Now they are. Beal has more experience. Gortat is a nice piece to the puzzle. You got Markeith Morris who can fit into that system. You know, Scott Brooks is now in their system where they had, I, I forget who the coach they had previously, but um, it, does, it doesn't ring a bell to me. Uh, I think they might have Flip Saunders, to be honest with you. But I, I just I just think now that the Wizards have a decent core, uh, a good coach, they have the experience, they're going to be good for many years. And I can see the Celtics and Wizards being another another rivalry in the NBA for more years sure, to come. These are, these are two teams that clearly don't like each, each other. other. And, and just going back to the shot that John Wall made at the end of the game, which ultimately won it for the Wizards. You know, I was just listening to uh, a lot of the callers last night uh, on sports radio across, you know, really the nation. I was listening to all the stations, and a lot of people were talking about Avery Bradley's defense on John Wall, that he should have been a little bit tighter in his defense. It's like he was right up on him. He was right up on him, and the one thing that you cannot do in that situation is foul. Yeah. With the guy taking a three, you can't put him at the line. Well, not not even that. I, I feel like Avery Bradley is one of the best on-ball defenders in the game. And if you disagree with it, I, I think you're on something because he, he has the ability to to literally anticipate where the, the player is going to go. I, I saw it last night multiple times. John Wall was using his left hand, crossed it over to his right, and Avery was literally stuck on him because he read his move. Avery has an idea to, you know, beat the player to the punch where he's going to go for his destination. Right. And that's the beauty of his defending because after that, the player gets stuck, caught in the middle to say, where do I go now? And Avery's going to strip the ball away when his indecisiveness comes into play. Right. And honestly, I don't blame the defense on that three. I don't. It was pretty good defense. You don't want to get the foul there. You're making him make a shot that's really difficult to make. And in a pressure situation, you know, you almost let him take that shot, which is crazy to say. You know, maybe maybe you foul right on, right on the inbound, right? And then it's you're in the bonus, you go to the line for two, but then you're giving him a tie game. Right. So are you going to hand him a tie game or are you going to play no, you make him good win. on-ball defense and make the guy take that shot? 
And again, you got to tip your cap to John Wall. I think he makes that shot. I think with that shot, as you just said a couple minutes ago, Mark, he puts himself, especially if the Wizards come back and win this series, he puts himself right up there uh, as maybe the best point guard in the Eastern Conference with Kyrie Irving. Oh, oh I, by, I firmly by believe far. That. By for, far. For a few years now, John Wall has been considered you know, sort of this up-and-coming talent, but he hasn't really broken through to that next level where now he's in, you know, the discussion with Kyrie Irving as one of the uh, premier point guards. And, you know, I, I'm not saying that he's going to get to the point where it's like you have two guys or three guys at the top where it's Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, and James Harden. Mm-hmm. You know, those three guys in terms of guards are like the premier in the NBA right Combo now. Combo guards. I don't yeah. think that John Wall's quite there. But in terms of being on the same level as Kyrie Irving now, I'd say he's right at the same level as Kyrie Irving, and he's a better defender than Kyrie Irving. And I, I also don't think he wants to be up, up where like James Harden and Russell Westbrook are. I mean, Russell Westbrook's a great player, you know, but I, I feel like John Wall makes all of his players around him better, and that, that's not even like an understatement. Um, I mean, an overstatement. He he literally puts you know pick and roll or you know pick and pop or you know screens for. Bradley Beal, you know, off-ball screens, it helps the Wizards balance out the floor. And John Wall finds the open player, and then he uses his speed to get into the paint to kick it out, or he finishes. And that's that's the thing about it, is he finishes. A lot of players, they can have that speed, but sometimes they don't finish. But he has the ability to do it. He's a great two-way player. But uh, before we go to the break, I, I feel like the bench scoring for the Celtics was atrocious last night. What, they got five? You, yeah, you got two field, goal, two field goals made. Insane. And, and Wizards' bench wasn't that great either. So I think that's the catalyst moving forward is you, you know you're going to get a contribution from Avery Bradley and Al Horford just a matter of how much, and then you have IT going off. The bench has to play a major factor. And two sure. guys that come to my mind that need to really step it up Terry Rozier yep. is really good right now. He's playing extremely well. He played well in Game 5. But if he like puts his level up to even higher where he's more aggressive and taking the ball to the hoop, yeah. because I feel like he, he plays with the ball a little too much and he's most certainly young and he's indecisive, so I think the immaturity plays a factor. But I think Jalen Brown also needs to you know, be in the spots to, to find the basketball, not for the basketball to find him. Yeah, sure. I, and look, Rozier, I think, has some good moves. He made a great crossover move, got to the hoop last night, step, yeah. and he missed an easy, wide-open layup. It I didn't know. cost him because Avery Bradley made a ridiculous play to grab the offensive board and put it back up. He stripped the, the board from Markeith Mar- Mar- Morris. Uh, right, yeah. right. He stole the ball right out of the guy's hands there. So not yeah. an offensive board, but he ends up with uh, a turnover there right. and puts the ball right back up. So it didn't uh, it didn't cost the Celtics the two points. But Rozier, I think, has good moves. you got to finish. you got to. You've got to finish. And mm-hmm. Jalen Brown... For what it's worth, he's not a shooter yet. He hasn't developed that skill in this league. Even when he has open shots, he was missing last night. From He, miss, he must have missed three threes when he was out there last night. Yeah, but he hasn't been that bad. Yeah, I'd say the two guys that are most maddening to watch when they're cold are Jay Crowder and Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. No, because like you, just... you can kind of live with Jalen Brown with sort of the effort and the defense that he gives you. And, yeah. and he, I think he is in the right spots. Mm-hmm. To find the open shot, but I would like to see a guy like him sort of take it to the rim more often. I, this whole team, really. Be more aggressive. Be aggressive. When they go yeah. down to the paint, even if it's just to open up uh, the in-and-out play, where you kick it back out behind the arc, you've you've got to put that in the Wizards' heads, that you're willing to go down low 
and make uh, difficult baskets. And you've also got to put it in their head that you're going to make the easy ones when the lanes are wide open. And that will open up more stuff for you behind the arc. Yeah, It's ridiculous to me that they don't play a more aggressive style. I agree, Dave, because there was a sequence of plays last night when Isaiah Thomas literally had an open you know, shot to take and he just kept kicking it out. And I feel like the reason why is because the trees start building on you. Like Markeith Morris and Martin Gortat, you get kind of intimidated to even go to the hoop. And you shouldn't act that way. You should just play the, the way that you play and how you got there. And, and you can't stop that. That's the mindset that you have to have is keep on being aggressive. Do what you do. And if there's an opportunity to kick it out for a three, find that. But, but don't to, force it. They need to be more willing to draw contact in the paint. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah. They need to get to the line more. I mean, I, this was two games ago where Isaiah got to the line, like, what, twice in that yeah. game or something? Yeah. like? It Celtics was just like, had five free throws in that game. Something like that where he yeah. just wasn't getting to the line. You need to do that. You can't have instances where your star player is not getting free throws because those are free points at the end of the day. Hey, there were you six, have to draw the contact. There were 60. Dumb. <laughs> there were 16 for 18 last night, so. Uh, they, they went to the hoop. They just go to the hoop enough. And you got to keep going. Attack. 603-883-9900. When we come back, we will continue reacting to the Celtics loss and uh, talk a little bit about what we expect to see in Game 7. It's uh, the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire. Don't go anywhere. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. Allergy sufferers are hearing a lot of numbers these days about symptoms and relief. But the number sufferers want most is zero, as in zero nasal allergy symptoms. And nothing gets you closer to zero than Nasacort. Because unlike antihistamines that stop only one cause of your allergy symptoms, Nasacort stops more. And stopping more gets you closer to zero. For 24-hour relief of your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, choose Nasacort. It stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend Bicycle. Uh, <laughs> hello, it's, it's, it's your bike here. So about last night, sorry, I kind of just ran off with that bike thief. I just want you to know it's not anything you did. And, and I'm not trying to make excuses here, but I do have wheels. They roll. Anyway, hope you're insured. I'll see your stolen grill says, hey... When your stuff runs off, it doesn't pay you back. Luckily, the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting coverage a snap. Visit GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. In the next 60 seconds, 156 people will be added to Earth's population. Many will face a life of poverty, hunger, and poor health. At some point, planet Earth may no longer be able to sustain our world's population. But overpopulation is not just a numbers game. It's also about a better quality of life which includes access to basic health care, food, clean water, and a sustainable balance between people and our natural resources. If you think overpopulation is such a big problem that you can't make a difference, think again. Population Connection is the national grassroots organization that believes through education and information, individuals can make a difference. Take the time to make an investment in a better, safer, less crowded world. Even small choices can make an impact. To learn more, Visit PopulationConnection.org. That's PopulationConnection.org. A public service message from Population Connection. It's pouring rain. It's real dark outside. Your heart starts beating really, really fast. You've never done anything so hard in your life. This is boot camp. This is the real thing now. It's such extreme pain, you don't understand how you can finish. I began to feel that there was no way I was ever going to have my title, U.S. Marine. It takes special inner strength, courage, and desire to do this. I was just thinking, I'm so close. I'm so close. 
And when I, I finished, I was like, I'm done. I did it. The moment I will never forget is when this drill instructor that I admire so much comes up to me straight in front of me, put her arm on my shoulder and said, good morning, Marine. PFC Summer Volkman became a Marine. Can you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Celtics fell to the Wizards 92-91 in Game 6 at the Verizon Center last night. John Wall hit the game-winning three with roughly five seconds left to extend the series to a seventh game. Bradley Beal led all scorers with 33. Isaiah Thomas and Avery Bradley each chipped in 27. Game 7 is set for Monday night at the Garden. Tip-off is at 8 p.m. The Red Sox fell to the Rays 5-4 at Fenway last night in the first game of what we think will be a three-game set. Weather permitting, Rick Porcello went six innings, allowing five runs, three of which were earned. He is now 2-5 on the season with a 4-0-1 ERA. Today's game has been moved up to 1-0-5 p.m. due to inclement weather, which is expected to move in later this evening. It'll be Chris Sale taking on Blake Snell. Shifting gears to the NHL, the Predators and Ducks kicked off the Western Conference Finals last night. James Neal scored the game-winning goal in OT to give the Predators a 3-2 Game 1 win. The Eastern Conference Finals start tonight in the NHL as well. The Senators will be taking on the Penguins in Pittsburgh. Puck drop in that one is at 7 p.m. And finally, Tom Brady has been named the cover athlete for Madden 18. The Patriots quarterback made his announcement on Instagram yesterday. New England is still unsure of how to feel about that one. Those are your sports center updates. Be sure to listen live on ESPNHradio.com as well as the TuneIn app. And as always, you can check us out on Periscope. I'm Ashish Ramadoko. Anywhere the Sports Blast continues right now. So 388-3900 back here on the Sports Blast ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. Uh, we spent uh, the first couple segments of the show talking about the Game 6 loss uh, at Washington for the Boston Celtics. We're now going to look ahead to what we expect to see in Game 7 on Monday night. And uh, one thing that is kind of encouraging is the fact that these two teams have faced off 10 times now between the regular season and the postseason. Yep. Home team has won every game. Yeah, 10-0 record. That's kind of encouraging, right? Heading back to Boston for Game 7, it has to be. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. Seriously. Like, I don't see the Wizards coming in there and blowing out the Celtics or anything like that. I also just, I, I can't envision a game that is not tight yeah. after that one, mm. after Game 6. And let's not forget, Games 1 and 2 at TD Garden... The Wizards had huge leads in both those games, and it took a ridiculous comeback and one 53-point performance from Isaiah Thomas in order to win games one and two. I know game five was a completely different story, and I think that's reason to feel encouraged because I think that they sort of figured out the recipe for success at TD Garden against the Wizards. So you can take it uh, sort of both ways, I feel like. The, the yeah. series has been too close for you to say that it's a given that the home team's just going to win because it's their home court. But I do expect the Celtics to win Game 7. Yeah. Otherwise, they're breaking the mold here yeah. in a bad way. And the other knowledge is, you know, Game 7 record for the Celtics in franchise history. It's 21-8 uh, for the Celtics at home. 
uh, you know, the road team has won 26 times. Um, so, you know, not too many times in NBA playoff history. Um, I think there's been a good amount of game sevens, um, you know, if you do the math. Um, but in regards to two catalysts on each team for me uh, going into game seven, I'm looking at Bradley Beal and I'm looking at Al Horford for the Celtics. The reason why I say that is because Avery is on a streak right now and I don't see him getting cold. Um, Bradley Beal had, has a tendency to take nights off. Um, you know, it's game seven, of course, but I don't think he's really made for that moment. So I, I think it would be huge for him to step out of that comfort zone and play the way he played in Washington. Um, I'm talking like 25-plus points. They better expect out of him to come away with a victory. With the Celtics, they need exactly the performance that they got out of Game 5 out of Al Horford. If they get that, the Celtics will win this game and will win the series to play the Cavaliers. If Avery Bradley goes cold... Um, you know, which could happen, but I, I feel like the way he, his confidence in shooting the ball and the way he's defending John Wall at times is really helping him out just to get to know what John Wall's next move is. Because as a defender, it's different from every standpoint because when you're playing a guy up front, you're either by yourself or you got help. And most certainly, Avery Bradley is usually playing by himself because John Wall is that good, but Avery Bradley has the knack for you know a defensive mindset. So I think the help for the Celtics from a defensive standpoint on John Wall has to play a factor as well because they don't have to run a, a double team, but they need like um, you know a spy, um, you know a decoy, a, a guy that can most certainly be the on the coverage for John Wall if he does get past Avery Bradley. So I think help defense in this Game 7 is going to be huge for the Celtics. And if John Wall kicks out to Bradley Beal, those defenders better be out there trying to defend that shot so that Beal can't get on a streak. And and the thing is, you kind of braided me last night, Mark, when I texted you and said, hey, John Wall's off to a cold start in this one. Yeah. You know, in the, in the first half. Don't ever wasn't say shooting, that. Wasn't shooting uh, that well at all in no. the first half. And you texted me back and you said, don't you effing say that again, Ashish, because he can go off at any point. And he yeah. did, and he ended up making the game-winning shot. Ashish, do you yeah. remember what I said to you at the half when you said, well, John Wall's not doing so good right now? You said something along the lines of what I, I said, I said, I didn't say, I wasn't that, uh, you know, I you wasn't, wasn't that aggressive. Uh, I wasn't being that uh, over, the, over the hill about it, but I, I said, I don't, I don't like that because mm-hmm. he's going to mm-hmm. get his 20 points, yep. yeah. which means it's all going to come in the second half here. The best thing for the Celtics is when John Wall goes off in the first half. Because, Seriously. Because then in the second half, he's like, I already got mine. I'm good. You know? <laughs> game he's seven. Had, he's Hope had, that he has a big first half. Yeah. He's had 20 points in every playoff game this year. No one else has done that. Am I, is that correct? No, yeah. It's no one else NBA has done history. that. Really? No one else has done that? Oh, he's got the longest streak now in NBA history. Yeah, it's, what, 25 points in, uh, over 10 assists? I think it was game. just a 20, uh, 20, 20 points. Oh, it's just 20 points? I think it was just 20 points. I saw a stat come up. I'm sorry I don't have it here, and now I'm reporting it over the radio. I, but I, I thought it was a combined. I, th- I think it was 20 points and 10 assists. Could have been. The yeah, point is I he's been solid. But he's been solid. He's yeah. been ridiculous is what he's been, but that's what I'm saying. When, it, when he's one of nine at the half, that's not good. That's never good. That's not good. He's going to heat up at some point during the game. You'd mm-hmm. rather have it come in the first half or sometime within the second and third quarters. Then in the third and fourth quarter alone, and he took over the game last night. I know Bradley Beal was 
finally knocking down some shots. I, I thought he was a choke artist. Yeah. Uh, and he might be on the road. Who knows? You know, maybe he just feels comfortable at home. But the guy is John Wall. Yeah. And when you look at this Wizards roster, beyond John Wall, Bradley Beal, I mean, that starting five is pretty good. Their bench shouldn't be beating your bench. No. And the fact that the Celtics bench didn't show up last night factored in. Big time. Now, because if, ta- if you're telling me before that game, Isaiah's going to have 27, Horford's going to have over 20, Avery Bradley's going to put in another 25. It's usually not a good thing. But... You're thinking, though, if those three guys all get over 20 points, Celtics win. Yeah. But the bench can't have five points. Yeah. No, they can't. You can't only get five points from those bench players. You're supposed to have the... De- That's all we talked about yeah. going into this series. They have a better starting five, but you have more depth. Oh, the depth is going to win. Guess what? Depth apparently gets you a seven-game series against a team with the solid starting five in the NBA playoffs. Yeah, so look at last night's uh, perspective because John Wall went two for nine, right? And the Celtics came in wearing all black before the game. You, you're telling all black, me everything, but you're telling me that there's there's no like extra, you know, energy, extra, you know, uh, tenacity to get after it in the second half because these guys show up in all black to your arena. I think he saw it and said, wow, I'm two for nine, and these guys think it's it's my funeral. I'm going out there in the second half, and I'm going to bring my A game. I'm going to up my game yeah. in the most absurd way. This this guy has a knack for the big moment in, in, in clutch moments in his, in his arena. I got news for Celtics fans. They're meaner than you are. They are. They're meaner. They're grittier. Mm-hmm. Not in a good way, not always. That can lead to them being stupid, you know, chucking up threes from out Al- from uh, what's his name, Marquise Morris, Markeith Morris, Markeith. Yep. What was he doing shooting all those threes? He was throwing yeah. up air balls there. Yeah. It looked like they were dead and gone, you know, to start the fourth. They they threw up six threes in a row and missed all of them to start the fourth quarter. You gave them life. And John Wall's on the bench. I'm sorry. Bury them there. They're not hitting their fit. There was a stretch where they were 0 of 13 from the field, the Wizards were. And somehow that game never got out of hand for them. Yep. You've got to bury them. You have to. But this team has a guy in John Wall, and I think the attitude sort of resonates throughout the rest of their roster. You've got a mean team over there that wore all black to your funeral in the regular season. And as much as I liked the Celtics going out there, and and wearing the black, you know, giving it back a little bit, you're not the bully. No. You're just not. They're meaner than you are. Yeah, too, and if you're going to do soft, that, then you have you to win. you got to back it up. <laughs> you have got to back that up. Well, does it count at all that it was their stadium does for it count, Doesn't it count a little bit, though, that they almost won? You know what I mean? It's, no. like, it's not like you got blown not out. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, you're for, they you forced know, the game seven. At 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 uh, I'm sorry, it was ninety three ninety two that game ends, right? Yeah. So at ninety two ninety, yeah, you're feeling Which one? good last about night, it. last night's game? Yeah. It was ninety two ninety one was ninety two ninety one, sorry. Yeah. So at ninety one eighty nine, you're feeling pretty good about wearing all black everything to their funeral. Yeah. Then he hits that shot and everything changes. Yeah, Table st- turned. Your stomach turns. And you know, when you when you play a guy like John Wall who can just take over, you can't give him any life. And, and Dave's right; the bench should have easily put them to shame because you, you did you did have a, a good balance out there. I think Avery was out there. I think uh, Isaiah was out there. I think Terry Rozier was out there. Kelly Olynyk, 
and Amir Johnson. So it's not like you had all bench players. You had the ability to take over. You just didn't have an India to finish the deal. And if you can't finish the deal, what makes you think that they can finish the deal in Game 7? Yeah. And I think it's one that got away from them. I really believe they, they let this one get away, and it's not a good sign if if the uh, the Wizards were down and out, and then they have a miraculous comeback, you know, throwing haymakers at the Celtics at the end with that John Wall three. It doesn't make the Celtics look good going into Game Seven. Guys, I asked you uh, both to write down five words yeah. that described your feelings <laughs> after last night's loss, and the one that I wrote down that I kept looking at was actually two words. Missed opportunity. Mm. And that's really all I take from that. You had wide open, easy layups that you missed. You chucked up too many threes. You had a five-point lead with a minute 26 left. Missed opportunity to close this series out. And now you have to go and win game seven. You're at home. Good for you. But now you've got to play game seven. I'll do mine too. Disappointment and cockiness. Didn't like the way that they came out cocky. You gotta finish the deal. Disappointment should have made two. Should have made more shots at the end of the game. Gut wrenching. Yeah, would be one bad. of mine. All right, wrapping up our number one. It's the sports blast. Don't go anywhere. ESPN New Hampshire.